Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Will you bless God for joining messes? Amen. We will just continue from there. <laughs> Pastor Bade, are you in? Bade Olotu, I saw his wife, uh, Pastor. In. Okay. But they're here. I saw uh, Pastor Bola. She's here. Those are pastors from Bucharest, Romania. We want to make them feel welcome. And mommy, you're welcome. Welcome back home. Hallelujah. Right. Let us pray. Glorious God, beautiful King, excellent God, we bow before you. Glorious, glorious God, beautiful, beautiful King, excellent, excellent. I bow before you through glorious, glorious God, beautiful, beautiful, excellent, excellent God, I bow before you through, bow before you through. She parts your feet, bow before your throne. You're a glorious God. Bow before your throne. Alpha Omega Changeless You are changeless You are changeless Almighty Almighty
ancient of days, the Alpha, the Omega, the one which was and is and is to come, the one that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, we bow before your throne. Father, we thank you for this wonderful time in your presence. We thank you for the fullness of joy we have enjoyed thus far. We thank you for the pleasures, O oh Lord, that you have released unto us. Father, we say thank you. Father, this moment, we empty ourselves before you. Feel us, O oh God. Speak to us, O oh God. Father, release your power even through your word, O oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, blessed Redeemer. For in Jesus' wonderful name, we have prayed. In Jesus' glorious name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. If this is your first time here, I am sure from the beginning of the service up till now, you, have, you would have noticed that one word has been coming up over and over and over again. Hallelujah. The, at the beginning of this month, the Lord said to us, this is our month of mercy. So I'm sure you'll be hearing mercy, 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 mercy. And mercy, mercy is, is the result or effect of God's goodness. Mercy, mercy, mercy. God is more inclinable to mercy than wrath. Mercy, you see God, is, mercy is like mercy is in his palms. So when he wants to, you know, he wants to bring judgment upon you. He just, and he sees mercy, mercy. And he said, this month is our month of mercy. Our month of mercy. And he has been showing us mercy. And he will not sh stop to show us mercy. And so today, we, we, it's the last Sunday of this month of mercy. But that is not the last Sunday of mercy. I said, this is not the last Sunday of mercy. The testimonies we had, the songs and the rest is about mercy. Mercy says No. When judgment is already hanging on your head, you know it for sure. Look, you are gonna. Mercy just steps in and says no. And so today I'm going to, we're going to be praying with a topic that I call Mercy Remembers Me. I don't know about you, but mercy, mercy remembers me. Mercy remembers me. And I will take us through a journey of, you know, some people in the scriptures, you know that. God showed them mercy. And you will, you know, look back at your life. Before we begin to take that journey, I want you to just look back at your life. Just check. See from day one or from the time that your eyes opened and you began to know right from wrong. Up till today, maybe you are young like myself and you check the number of years that you have lived on the surface of this earth. Ask yourself truly and sincerely, if mercy had not remembered me, would I have been here? If mercy had not remembered me, would I have been here? Just check, check. The number of times that as a teenager, you have gone to the places they said, don't go. Yeah? Hanging there on maybe one branch of a tree. Those of you that you know, grew up in those kind of environments like us. And mercy was just there to receive you. And then you get home, even though mercy was not there at home with daddy's koboko or daddy's whip or mommy's very good slippers. Mercy still was there. Mercy. Mercy. 
at the time that the devil has taken you, you know, you're just there. You're, you're already in hell, right there in hell. And God just looks at him. He said, look, this boy, and then we just allow this boy or this girl. And then mercy just, you know, mercy just remembers you. Mercy. 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 God's abundant mercy. Have you ever been falsely accused? Let's even ask that question. Have you ever been falsely accused? You know, we have many instances in the Bible. We'll get to those. Have you ever been falsely accused? And then that's you. You just know that you are right. You know that you, what, look, I am right. What you are saying, you're just accusing me falsely. But you don't have any case against you. People, everybody around you is saying you are guilty. And then from nowhere, mercy just comes. Just takes you out of that cycle. Out of that place that they have put you and say, look, you are guilty. Whether you like it or yes. Mercy just brings you out. Mercy remembers me. Mercy will remember somebody today in Jesus' name. I say mercy will remember somebody today in Jesus' name. God delights in mercy. It's part of his attribute. He, you know, he delights in showing us mercy. That even though we don't deserve it, he shows us that mercy. Mercy. Mercy remembers me. I want us to look at Second Kings, the story of Naaman. Second Kings chapter 5. Second Kings 5. In that story, this man, Naaman, the man was, you know, he was good. He was well-placed, everything. But he had a problem. He had a problem. Leprosy. He had leprosy. But God raised someone through, a, through something that happened. He raised a slave girl from another country, another place entirely, and brought her into the house of this man. Now, this, this girl said to him, this he said through his wife, look, if you can go, I know someone in this place. This person is able to pray for you. He is a prophet of God. He is able, well able to pray for you. If this man prays for you, you will be healed. You will be made well. You know, the thing that I found amazing with that thing is, is the whole scenario. That man went there. He went to see Prophet Elisha. Prophet Elisha did not come out to see him. He said, go and wash in this river. What was the man's complaint? He said, is it that those rivers, you know, we don't have them in my place. You are telling me. Eh? Verse 10. And Elisha sent a messenger to, say, uh, to him, saying, go and wash in the Jordan seven times. And your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. Next verse, please, 11. But Nehemiah became furious and went away and said. See, he became what? Furious and went away. Indeed, I said to myself, he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. Please, let's move on. Are not the Abana and the, the Fapa, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. Now let's stop there. But his servant said to him, he, he, Thank God he had a good worker. Thank God he had a good servant who said, Let's do what this man of God said. Let's do what this man of God said. 
Now he went and did that thing. You know, you know what happened there? Mercy remembered Nehemiah. Nehemiah was going back to Syria where he came from. Mercy remembered him. Mercy will remember somebody today. No matter how you think that, oh, you think, oh, this river, your own river, where you're coming from is better than what this river is saying. Mercy will tell you, look, stay where you are. God will raise someone. Perhaps you are in that same shoe, you are in that scenario. You have come, you have come, or you've been somewhere and they've said, that word has gone out. You know, one thing about the prophecy of God is that when he speaks it, whether you receive it or not, that word has gone out. It will hit somebody. That person will take it. That is the thing here. God has said this is our month of mercy. If you are sitting there and perhaps you have gotten to this point, of course, thank God for Nehemiah's servant. He said, go and wash. And when he washed, if you read down, you will see what became of Nehemiah. He said, surely, the same person that have said, are there no rivers in my own place that you are telling me to go and wash in the Jordan seven times? What did he say? He said, surely. You are the prophet of God. Mercy. Mercy. Mercy remembers me. How many times have you gone away from the man of God? And he said, okay, he said, don't do this. Or go and do that. Or don't do that. Don't do that. They, clearly, he said, look. And the man of God has said to you, let's go and pray. And you come back and he says, don't do it. You go and do it. What's the end result? If I give us papers to write now, you will see different results. I guarantee you. But mercy, mercy remembers me. Mercy remembers me and brings me out. Mercy remembers Naaman, brought him out. It's still cleansing. Look, the man could have gone. He would have said, just, do you think the prophet of, of, of God, God would not have revealed to him the grumbling and murmuring of that man? But did he say, go back with worse leprosy? No. Mercy remembered him. Mercy will remember you today. In the name of Jesus, no matter your murmuring, no matter your grumblings, no matter where you think you are standing, no matter how much you think, oh, it's not working for me, mercy will remember you in the name of Jesus. Let's look at another uh, scenario. Uh, Exodus chapter 2. Exodus chapter 2, verse 1. Exodus 2, 1. Let's read it from... Uh, okay, let's just read that verse 1. But before the verse 1, in chapter 1, uh, you know, a, a, a law had gone out that, look, any child that is born that is male, to midwives, they're, they're giving them an instruction, kill, kill that child. Any male child, kill. And then there was a man that was going to be, a young boy that was going to be born. He said, in verse... Uh, in verse 2 of chapter 2, it says, So the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was, beautiful, he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes for him, doubted him, doubted it with, with alsfad and peach, put the child in it, and laid it in the reeds by the river's bank. Now this child's destiny was going to be cut short. Moses' destiny was going to be cut short. But he was born to be a leader. He was born to be a leader. He was born to, to execute, to come and lead his people. And then at that time, the Pharaoh at that time was saying, kill these Israelites, I don't like them. These children of God, I don't like them. I don't like them. 
just kill any male child so that they won't have anything left. And then this boy was born. Now think of it, that at that instance, if Moses had been a victim of that and he was killed, how long will it take again for another male child to be born to come and deliver the children of Israel that have been in captivity, that have been in bondage for that number of years? Look at our scenario today, where we are. Look at the, the, the world today. The things that are happening. The pharaohs that have risen up. And they are saying, look, whether you like it or not, we are going to make sure you don't find it easy coasting. Whether you like it or not, we will make sure you don't find it easy serving God. And then look at the life of Moses. And his mother made sure she kept that, kept that child. Mercy now took him. He went. The child that would have been killed, that destiny that would have been truncated, mercy took that child into the house of the king, into the palace, and he grew up there. Well nurtured, given all the, the, the necessary things he needed to have, had all the connections up there by virtue of where he was growing, knew all the who and who in the society by virtue of where he, if he had probably grown in his own home, he, he, he may have not known those kind of things. He grew in the palace, knew what palace life was like. Mercy. Mercy remembered. Mercy remembered. Took him there. And through that same man, he grew. Years later, he was the same man who led the children of Israel. Now, Mercy did not only remember his parents. Mercy did not only remember Moses. But Mercy also remembered the Israelites. Mercy. Because think of it. We have a child today, and that child already has come. How long will it take, if that child leaves, for you to have another child that is, is coming with that prophecy, that power to take us until that child grows again to that age. You would have lost like a year or so. Mercy. Mercy. And think of yourself. Think of yourself. Look at yourself. Suppose you were born even in those periods. Okay, some of us, we are from part, some part of the world that, oh, then when they give birth to twins, or if you come after twins, or if you are this, or they notice this in you, they notice this deformity in you, or they notice certain characteristics in you, they notice certain behaviors in you, they will say, look, this one is not from the world that we are coming from. But mercy kept you. You are here today to fulfill your destiny. Mercy kept you. Because when you look back, think very well, think very well. Like Moses, would you actually have been? Maybe we'll go and check the history of the villages or the places that we were born and see what happened then. Maybe you were born at that time, some you know, childhood diseases were just flying around and the rest of it. Or maybe you were born, think of the children that were born when this Ebola thing was going on. Mercy remembered you. Mercy. Mercy will remember somebody today in Jesus' name. Mercy will bring you out of that Pharaoh's hand. And he will put you in that same Pharaoh's you know, palace until you grow and get what you need in the name of Jesus. No matter what anyone is saying, no matter what law has been passed, mercy, mercy will remember you. Mercy remembers me. Mercy will remember you too, in the mighty name of Jesus. He grew up to be a, big, a, a great leader, had a wonderful experience. Even him as Moses, 
you know, if you, if you look, his story, look at his story in chapter 3 of that uh, same Exodus that we read, when God started speaking to him, he was arguing with God, arguing and saying, look, God is saying, this is why I have called you. This is why I'm, I say, go and do. You say, I, I, see, who am I that I should go and stand before Pharaoh? Who am I? Number one, he did everything possible, everything possible. Now, you call somebody for an interview. You say, this job is yours for taking. And then the person is giving you every reason to say, I am not the best person, the best candidate for this job. I am not the one for this job. What would you do? I'm sure the first word that will come out of, uh, out of our mouth, a lot of us, is useless boy or useless girl. Get out of here. See, I, I thought, I mean, I have this job for you and you are, you know, is that not the thing that we would do? We ask you, naturally, human beings, is that not what we do? You're looking at, he said, I want to give you, Moses, God is saying, look, you are the one. I am saying you. He said, look, uh, uh, me, how can I go and stand before Pharaoh? He said, okay, go. He said, no, but I'm a stammerer. He said, ah. But even in that, mercy, mercy. How many times? How many times, people? How many times has God spoken to you and said, go and do, carry out this assignment for me? You didn't even stay to argue with him. You just God, I'm sure you understand this one, and you just go back to your room, enjoy your sleep, enjoy your bed. How many times? So if we look at those ones, if truly God will come down, if truly there's so much measure of wrath, Side by side, same they weigh the same thing with mercy, and God decides, okay, I said you should you should go here, you refuse. Let me do how many of us will be here? But mercy still remembers us. Mercy. God will show us mercy. And in that disobedience, God will still show you mercy. But you will repent of that disobedience in the mighty name of Jesus. We'll look at some other people. We'll, we'll look at them so that when we begin to pray, we will pray. We will pray and pray for that message. Judges chapter 13. Judges 13. Judges 13 verse 5, please. A story of a young man there called Samson. You know, the birth of Samson. Uh, this man, look at what was said of him before uh, he was born. And then from there we'll go to Judges 16 and you see what happened to this man. It says, for, be, uh, for behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite. Nazarite. This one is some of the words that are, are cutting off. It's the same here. Yeah, a Nazarite to God from the womb. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistines. Now, he was coming with a purpose. A purpose. He was coming to do what? Deliver. He was coming to deliver. It means he had the power. Everything he... Because God doesn't send you without giving you all that you need to go, you know, to, 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 go, to, to, to carry that assignment with. Now, they said, Samson, you're coming. This is what you're going to do. You're coming to deliver. You're coming to deliver your people. The man came. He saw the things. He was distracted by things on the road. 
rather than going to deliver the, his own people from those people that they said he should deliver. And when you go to verse 16, but see, all, after all of that, God still did not leave this man. God still did not leave this man. Uh, Judges 16, 28. Judges 16, 28. Now, after he had done all of that, he became a captive, even in the hands of those people that he was supposed to deal with. You know, these are the people that he was supposed to finish on behalf of his own people. But he went, he became, he, he, he became a slave in their hands. They pulled out his, blocked out his eyes. Then at the last minute, he said, Then Samson called to the Lord, saying, O Lord God, remember me, I pray. Strengthen me, I pray. Just this once, O God, that I may with one blow take vengeance on the Philistines, for my two eyes. Now he was not even just praying, say for the sake of the Israelites, he said for his two eyes. For his two eyes. If it's your son, if let's take it, if it's your own son, your biological son that has been involved in this, and he is crying to you, Daddy, Mommy, these ones come in the midst of these people and save me. What I know for most of the men, you just say, this boy, me. But suffer what you have bought with your hands. But see, he called on mercy. He called on God. God still, even in that dying moment, even in that last minute, he still answered him. Mercy remembered him. He didn't want to go alone. He wanted to make sure that to some extent he fulfilled the call upon his life. Mercy. Mercy will remember you. In the name of Jesus. Wherever you are thinking that, look, oh, I'm just going to, it's going to end here. God is still here. He can still hear you. And he will still be merciful. He will still be merciful. Have you been there? Are you, or are you there? You know, are you just hanging there? Are you just hanging there? God has said, go and do this. You're already doing a different thing entirely. And you're already in the hands. You're already in the hands of your enemy. Rather than, you know, dealing with your enemies. God is still giving us the opportunity. This is the last Sunday in this month of mercy. We don't know when God will bring mercy. He will say specifically to you, fountain of love, that this month I have chosen, chosen to, 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 to be merciful to you. Even though his mercy endured forever, even though his mercies we know it, it, it's, it's, it's not going to end. But if he has decided that, look, this month, this month specifically, is your month of mercy. It means he's, he, he is set to increase the, the level of mercy to each and every one of us. So it's time for you to repent. If you are in that position of Samson, so that he will show you mercy. God remembers he will remember you and mercy will remember you also in the mighty name of Jesus. Matthew chapter 9 verse 27 to 28. Matthew 9, 27 to 28. There were these two blind men there. They followed Jesus. And when Jesus depart from, uh, departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him again. See, the other time they were following him. And Jesus said to them, do you believe that I'm able to do this? They said to him, yes, Lord. Now, why were they following him? 
they were following him. The first part said, you know, they, they, were, they were following Jesus. But it got to a point that they knew that, look, ah, everything is not just about following, but let me get what I need to get. It's not just about following him. Why should I be following him and I don't have eyes to see? I want to see. I want to see what my future is. I want to see my destiny. I want to see where he's taking me to. I can't just be following him. And they did what? They cried for mercy. Today, if you are blind, maybe you are sitting here. You, ha- you have given, you know, you, you've even blanked out. You are just following. You are just coming to join us. You are sitting on, you know, you, you even have a specific seat here. It is an opportunity for you. This is the last Sunday of this month of mercy. Today is your opportunity to cry out for mercy. Today is your opportunity to cry out for mercy and say, have mercy upon me. These two blind men, God opened their eyes. I can guarantee you their lives have never been the same again. There is no way the Lord will open your eyes when you cry for mercy and he opens your eyes and you remain the same. Mercy remembers me. Mercy remembers me. Mercy will remember you today. Mercy will open those blind eyes today. Mercy will bring back those visions today. Mercy, mercy will bring back those dreams today. In the name of Jesus. But only if you cry out for mercy. Only if you cry out for mercy. Only if you cry out for mercy. Mark chapter 5. In Mark chapter 5. There is a story of a man too. The, we, we, we often refer to him as the madman of Gadara. This man lived in the tomb. His situation was so bad that it has taken him to just live in the tomb. Live in that area, you know, live, you know, just in a terrible situation. But when mercy visited him, mercy came. God, our Lord Jesus Christ had to leave where he was to go to this man. This was an evangelist. Hallelujah. An evangelist that the devil has had, had heavy grip on. He had, the, the devil had chained him down, pinned him down. But mercy, the day mercy remembered him. The day mercy remembered him. Our Lord Jesus Christ went there and met him. No matter where the enemy has placed you, no matter the stone he has put upon you, no matter the chains he has put upon you, no matter where he has taken you, no matter the rejoicing, he, no matter his celebration, mercy will remember you today. Mercy will bring you out. If he says it, he will sure do it. Mercy. The man went from, you know, imagine how many souls he would have won before that time. But it is never too late. Perhaps you are thinking it's late. It's never too late. And that's why God has brought it again. He said, look, look, look. Let's visit this mercy. I want to show you mercy. Let's start afresh. Because when mercy comes, when mercy remembers you, that part that he remembers you from, you know, every other thing before he cleans, it, he just clears it. Mercy. Mercy remembers me. Mercy remembers me. Mercy remember that madman. He was no more a madman. He was an evangelist that was set loose. And I can guarantee you, 
if we have the opportunity of digging into the life of that man, the way he would have spoken the gospel, the way he would have propagated the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ would have been something else. Mercy will remember someone today in the mighty name of Jesus. The last person we're going to look at today is Joseph. Joseph. Joseph, the young man who could not keep his mouth shut after God gave him, you know, opened his eyes to see where he was taking him to. But he thanked God for even the mouth because the mouth, you know, accelerated his university experience of all that he had to go through to become what he became. He went through a lot. And then you'll be wondering, why, why, you know, with that kind of thing. But Joseph, he continued in that journey. This is your own brothers just getting rid of you. They just go away. We don't need you. And he went. And then getting to, even with the people that bought him, as if that was not enough, they got to their destination, they sold the man. And then him ended up there. And then a young man, and the man did not leave serving God. He just continued. Then he found himself in prison. And the person that he helped in prison, he expected that the person was going to help him because that was the understanding. The man went and what happened? He forgot Joseph. He forgot Joseph. But the day mercy remembered Joseph, the day mercy remembered Joseph, he was sleep. He, he, mercy made sure the king did not sleep. Mercy troubled the king for the sake of Joseph. Gave the king dreams. Dream, showed him things that he could not decode himself. He needed somebody. And none of the people that he had around could interpret that dream. Except that man that was in prison for no just reason. You know, I said it earlier. You find yourself in a situation that you're falsely accused. This man, that was his situation, falsely accused. And then he was in, in fact, the Bible said he was in the dungeon. It means he was not just in the prison where others are. He was thrown in the dungeon. You know, those kind of, they are just like that. But the day mercy remembered him, mercy troubled a king. Mercy gave a king a dream, a dream that he could not interpret. Mercy, mercy gave a king that dream. Mercy. In Genesis 39, uh, verse 21, Genesis 39, 21, said, but the Lord was with Joseph, and he did what? He showed him mercy. Only show him mercy. He did what? He gave him favor in the sight of the keeper. The day mercy visited Joseph, that was the day. That was the day. Those dreams that he has had, the reason why he was sold, the reason why he was even in that place that he was, came to fulfillment. Because as soon as Joseph finished interpreting those dreams, mercy took him from a prisoner. Mercy took him from a prisoner to a celebrated personality. And from there, he became a prime minister. Mercy can take you from the worst of levels that you think you are, and you will be celebrated. I said, mercy can take you 
mercy will take you from that place that you think, oh, it's all finished. Mercy will remember you and he will take you to a prime place where you will be celebrated in the name of Jesus. Maybe you are thinking, oh, the situation, the waters here is that bad. Oh, my situation is that bad. Oh, what have I done that I have had to be kept in this place? Oh, what is mine? Oh, look, but this is the dream that you gave me, oh Lord. Mercy will bring you out. I will put you there in the name of Jesus. Perhaps you are thinking and you are saying to yourself, oh, this mercy, this mercy. When will mine come? When is it going to come? It is here. It is here. We had, we had only two testimonies today. But we saw the story of mercy. If I'm to give us sheets of paper now and say, write, just write the times that you think you should not even have been alive. I know some of us, we've not slept in hospitals before. But the times that we have gone near hospitals or we've gone to the hospital for doctors to attend to us. If mercy did not remember us, if mercy, you will be celebrating yourself and doing all these sort of things. Eh? If mercy do not remember you, some of the things, forget it. I was reading the story of uh, one of uh, the, the, the members, I think members of the House of Assembly in, in, in Nigeria. He just, he just got sworn in. The man took ill. Three days he died. He just left his colleagues in, in the chambers and he went away and they were expecting, okay, he's going to come. The guy just, I wasn't feeling, he wasn't feeling fine. He went, he died. Just think of it that way. If it's not mercy, where would you be? Mercy, 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 remember me. So we are going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to take time to pray. We have only two prayer points. I have only two prayer points that we will pray. And I want us to pray. Because this is the last Sunday of mercy. I say it again. Tomorrow is the 31st of this month. I am sure. I don't know. Maybe God has given us the word for next month. Maybe he's yet to give us. But 24 hours is more than enough for God to do a miracle in your life. 24 hours is more than enough for God to turn things around for you. 24 hours is more than enough for God to bring you out of the dungeon and make you a prime minister. So we're going to pray. We're going to pray. In Romans chapter 9, 14 to 16. We know. For Romans chapter 9, verses 14 to 16, please. What shall we then say? Is there righteous, uh, unri- unrighteousness with God? Certainly not. Next verse, please. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whomever I will have mercy. And I will have compassion on whomever I will have compassion. Hallelujah. We are going to pray. Because God says, I will have mercy on whomever. And I will have compassion. So it is not in your own hands. It is in the hands of God. We are going to pray. We are going to pray. Father, make me a beneficiary of your mercy. Make me a beneficiary of your mercy. Shall we rise and pray? Shall we rise? Cry unto the Lord, Father, make me, make me a beneficiary. Make me a beneficiary of your mercy. Lord, make me a beneficiary of your mercy. Let mercy remember me. And let mercy never cease in my life. Father, do not withdraw your mercy from me. Make me, make me a beneficiary. Make me a beneficiary of your mercy. 
Lord, make me, make me a beneficiary of your mercy. We read about all of these people, how God showed them mercy, how God brought them by mercy, by his mercy, by his mercy. He tells us in the book of Lamentations chapter 3, that if it, it, it is by his mercies that we have not been consumed. But pray that God will make you a complete and total beneficiary of his mercy. A total beneficiary. Let his mercy not cease in your life. Let him not cease giving, showing mercy to you. Father, make me a beneficiary. Make me a beneficiary of your mercy, O oh God. Make me a beneficiary of your mercy. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. We're going to pray. Father, in this month of mercy, as you show mercy to others, do not pass me by. In the name of Jesus, do not pass me by. Father, in your mercy, Lord, as you show mercy, Lord, as you visit us in your mercy, Father, do not pass me by. Do not pass me by, oh God, do not pass me by. Lord, do not pass me by. Father, oh Lord, this month, show me mercy. Show my family mercy. Show my children mercy. Oh, Father, show me mercy in all. Oh, Father, in everything I do, show me mercy. In my ministry, show me mercy. Where I have been disobedient, show me mercy. Do not pass me by. Lord, where I have not listened to you, show me mercy. Lord, where I have digressed from my call, show me mercy. Show me mercy. Show me mercy, O oh God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' wonderful name, we have prayed. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your message. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, because you will not withdraw your message from us. Lord, we will continue to celebrate your message. We will continue to testify, O oh Lord, of your message in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, blessed Redeemer. For in Jesus' wonderful name, we have prayed. In Jesus' glorious name, we pray. Hallelujah. take your seat for a moment before we take the benediction.